Welcome to Gain That Tune. going on everybody it's game that tune and we are back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we've got john regan with us say hey hey we got david fleming say hey hey and we've got jesse moore say hey hey hell yeah guys welcome back game that tune in the house for episode 268 and my oh my what a show we've got coming up for you guys if you're uh, just joining us then you don't know what's going on here uh last week Game That Tune, episode 267, a show that shall live in infamy. Um, our first ever show that was deemed unfinishable, uncomplete, incomplete, could not be done. You know, uh, the most technical difficulty that we've ever had on a show came up last week, and I... the, sh the show was broken. I don't know that that's the first time that's ever happened because there was the famous all live recording when John got really drunk and overzealous and added too many people into the mix. Oh, we completed that show. I, I thought about yeah. that when I made that statement. That show was complete. It wasn't it wasn't listenable, but it was complete. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Huge difference. <laughs> we didn't yeah, have to abandon that end. show in the middle of the episode. <laughs> so, uh, Fair enough. Game That Tune last week became broken. Uh, it, it took us a long time, but we finally broke Johnny's computer. We broke its will, its spirit, to be a computer that hosts Game That Tune. And uh, we broke the entire show. And so, you know, normally on the show, we listen to three pieces of video game music. We try and guess each other's songs. We uh, goof off and have a lot of fun. The winner picks a bonus tune and the theme for the next episode. We never got there last week. There, there was no finish. There was no, uh, there was no path forward for this episode. There was no bonus tune. There was no theme selected. And so... I realized there was only one way to go forward. You know, after breaking the show, the only way to do it is to break it even further and do an all-new format for Game That Tune. You know, a, most likely a one-off. I don't foresee myself ever doing this again. But you know how when, like, you break your arm and you go to the doctor and it's healed a little bit, the doctor has to, like, re-break it in order to set the cast properly? That's pretty much, pretty much what we're doing with the show. We had to come up with a way to do a show and get a winner for next week's episode, but it couldn't be involving last week's finish so you know we're, we're re-breaking our arm with uh this special edition of game that tune so we want to welcome you guys to a fantastic night game that tune presents video game music jeopardy and now we will meet our contestants uh our first contestant a computer programmer from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, you know him as the heart of Game That Tune, John Regan. Hey, it's great to uh, be here, Alex. A cartoonist and some other some such thing from Chicago, Illinois, David Fleming. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm looking forward to a fun game. And our returning champion, a uh, lawn maintenance specialist and Sega legend, Jesse Moore. Oh, thank you. It's great to be I here. I forgot to say, you're also from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, from Jacksonville, Florida, Jesse Moore. It's great to be here. Thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And nobody 
Uh, for the record, uh, Johnny, I heard you say that. Nobody call me Alex. Alex Trebek. Literally, we just passed the first anniversary of his uh, untimely passing. Uh, oh. Much respect to Trebek. It might have been the thing that inspired me to uh, do this episode. You know, we love you, Alex. Rest in peace. We miss you every day. So what we're going to do here, guys, it's, uh, it's Game That Tune presents Video Game Music Jeopardy. And we've got five categories. And we've got five trivia questions. We've got songs to go with each one. We're going to listen to the songs. You guys uh, write down your answers. Present your answers after the songs. Uh, and, you know, what makes it so Jeopardy as opposed to our regular game, that tune. If you answer correctly, you get those points. If you answer incorrectly, you lose those points. If you don't answer or if you draw a penis, then you... Don't get any points, but there's no points lost. That's a, that's a very it's a strategic uh, move, drawing a penis as many times as possible on the show. There are three special spaces on the board. Uh, you will see as you discover them. And, um, yeah. Uh, it, and it, for anybody wondering, is there going to be a double Jeopardy round? No, I did one round of video game music <laughs> Jeopardy, and I don't even think, actually, I did six categories. I only did five, so no. There's one round. It's <laughs> 20, 25 games is enough. Good lord. Um, so, yeah. Um... Is everybody ready to play? Yes. yes. Okay, fantastic. Jesse, you have control of the board, uh, and you get to choose from one of these five categories. Great Big Worlds, Console Launch Games, Fight Night, Adventure Time, and Board the Platforms. Category all about platforming games. Jesse, the board is yours. Uh, let's go with a Grand Adventure for 300. A grand Adventure for 300. Clue there. Despite its title, this game is also now recognized as the first entry in a different series of RPGs from the same publisher. Johnny? to the uh, camera. Also be sure to uh, read them off. Uh, David, let's start with you. What did you say? Uh, I have a drawing of a wizard penis. That's a fantastic guess, David. Sadly, that is uh, neither incorrect nor correct. Zero points for you. Johnny, what do you have? Uh, just a plain penis. John drew a plain penis. That's less points than David, but still zero. Jesse? No, not like airplane penis, just a simple penis. I know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, uh, whatever, unflavored penis gets you zero. Uh, Jesse, what do you have? Uh, what is Dragon Warrior? Dragon Warrior, a fantastic guess, sadly incorrect. The answer, of course, uh, is Final Fantasy Legend 2 for the Game Boy. Ah. The first entry in the Saga series. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Very strange wow. that they would do that. They would, you know, that Square was so desperate to crank out games and uh, just, it's like, we, we need to market them. What do we got? 
I don't know, call it another Final Fantasy thing. <laughs> and then later on, they're like, you know, I just realized we might have too many Final Fantasy products. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, there they went. Uh, so, Jesse, uh, you know, sadly, you uh, you lost the points on that one, but you maintain control of the board. So uh, you get to pick the next uh, next category. All right, let's go with uh, Adventure Time for 400. Adventure Time for 400, answer there. This game features an RPG-like level advancement system with fighters getting new weapons and armor as they advance through the playthrough. However, the player cannot choose how to apply the upgrades to his or her character. With uh, Jesse, Jesse, what'd you say for this uh, for this answer? Drew a dick. Jesse's dick gets some zero points. Johnny, what do you got? I got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. It's you know again worse than a dick, John, but zero points. And David, let's see it. Uh, also a dick. Okay, triple dicks on this one. I'm oh, so sorry, true. guys. Uh, this uh, this game is of course the arcade classic, Knights of the Round. That's why it sounds so damn familiar. Yes, okay. and I should say, I'm sorry that I didn't clarify this yeah. earlier. There is a mixture of games that we haven't used for the show and games that we have. Everything's in in play on this episode. So, uh, Knights of the Round, of course, a classic, uh, you know, classic dick game, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, David, there's a there's a visible penis in this game, is there not? Um, several. You know, I'll have to go back and check. Um, it's possible. Is this the um, game with the tiger penis? What? <laughs> Okay, am I am I imagining this, or is there a game where there's a beat 'em up and the, there's a tiger with a big visible penis? <laughs> no, I definitely know what you're thinking about. I don't know if it's this game. Um, also, I do not recommend searching knight <laughs> and tiger penis. Um, <laughs> yeah, got you going, man. Okay, um, well, oh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see if anybody comes up with the tiger penis answer. Uh, maybe in the chat. Oh wait, Mork's got the screenshot. Mork. You'd see some balls, that's for mm. sure. Oh yeah, that's a that's a tiger's nutsack. Yeah. Yeah, is that this game? <laughs> I honestly don't remember. <laughs> you can see the outline of like the the pouch that the thing would come out of, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's, oof. You know, it's interesting. If you search video game tiger penis, <laughs> the Dick the Dick Tracy electronic tiger like LCD game comes up. Oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, you could put that on your penis. Good idea, guys. Good idea. Okay, well. 
no, uh, no points in that round, but David has now drawn two penises, which gives him control of the board. Uh, so, David, uh, what, uh, what do you like? Um, I'm going to go with board the platforms. And you know what? Let's go board the platforms 500. Oh, my God. David is starting Ooh. off board the platforms 500. That is the Tornado Tunyon space. Tornado Tunyon! Tornado Tunyon Space, of course, is a quick round. The first player to write their answer and show it to the camera gets the points. Uh, you, There is no penalty for wrong answers. You can write it down as many times as you want. Uh, first player to get the correct answer gets the 500 points. Uh, with this clue, despite its title, this game is not a prequel, but a sequel to the first three games in the series. Jesse says Wonder Boy 4, incorrect. Johnny says penis, nothing. Uh, Jesse says Fallout 4, incorrect. It's a platforming category. Uh, <laughs> David says Bit Trip Runner, uh, incorrect. Is Mario 4 incorrect? David says Adventure Island Beginnings incorrect. Giant says Sonic 4 incorrect. Incorrect, David. said Mega Man 4. You guys really got focused on the, uh, the 4, because yes, it was a sequel, not a prequel, to the first three games in the series. Uh, man, so sad. No correct answers on that one, sadly. The answer, of course, Rayman Origins. Ooh. Origins. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Oh, yes. I got this all backwards. Oh, son of a bitch. You were just, you were just guessing sequels, starting with number 4? <laughs> yeah, sequels that, like, despite having 4 of the day, they serve as a prequel to the rest of the series. That's funny, John. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, well played on that one. Uh, bold strategy. Wow. Um, no, sadly, sadly, that's incorrect. Uh, so, you know, Rayman Origins. Um, I don't know, man. You know, fun game, beautiful platformer, great graphics, fun music. Yeah, you know, I, I almost chose a more obvious track from that one. I realized now I should have. Uh, you know, one of those uh, like little things singing the glue glues or something like that. But you know, oh well. Uh, you know, good soundtrack from a from a pretty pretty fun game. Uh, in a series that I want to like from a publisher that I don't care for. Um, and uh, David, you had the most answers shown on camera in that round, so you get to maintain control of the board. Uh, where are we going next? Um, let's do board the platforms for 400. Board the platforms 400. Answer there. This game marks a sharp departure from the previous two games. Instead of the previously used top-down camera view, it uses a side-scrolling platformer presentation. 
uh, Johnny's the first up with his answer. Johnny, what's your answer? Metal Gear 3. That's uh, not a game. That's incorrect. <laughs> uh, Jesse, what have you drawn? I drew a penis jumping over a platform. Fantastic guess. Uh, zero points for that, sadly. David? Um, I also have a penis jumping <laughs> over a platform. Whoa, David! <laughs> My goodness, you guys should get synergy points. However, <laughs> you're sadly not correct. Uh, this is, of course, East 3. Wanderers oh. from East for the TurboGrafx-16. I thought that perhaps the... Oh, uh, yes. I thought that perhaps the unique sound font would be <laughs> some kind yeah, of a clue okay. for you guys. Yeah. Guys, we just don't talk enough East on this show. Yeah. We don't talk I enough TurboGrafx either. It's true. Also agree. Yeah. So we, we should rectify that going forward. Uh, starts with, you know, tonight, me learning what the East series is. Apparently, it was a series of RPGs, and then the third one, they decided to make it a platformer for some reason. It sounds like a Zelda 2 situation. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But for the third game. Right. Um, so this game is uh, one better than Zelda 2. Uh, um, so... Uh, <laughs> hot take. I forgot that hot takes were in play. <laughs> so, by hitting the Always hot take button, play. Johnny has given himself control of the board. All right. All right, Johnny. <laughs> Yeah, you're, uh, it's your choice. Oh, Fight Night 500. What is wrong with you guys? You guys are supposed to like start with some easy ones and build up some points in case you find a daily double, but fine. Fight Night, Fight for night 100. Fight Night 500, or do you want 100? 100. Fight Night for 100. Answer, this console port of the arcade classic removed the co-op mode, rendering this game a single-player experience. about those tunes. Jesse's ready to present his answer. Jesse, what do we have? What is Final Fight? Johnny, what do we got? What's Final Fight? And David, what is your answer? Uh, what is Final Fight? Everybody's on the board for the first time tonight. That's correct. Fantastic job, fellas. I'm so glad that somebody finally chose a 100-point question so that we could seem like we know kind of what we're doing here. Um... Final fight for this, and yes, remember the time that everybody played that, and then like 20 years later, you're like, yeah, I love playing Final Fight, the two-player beat-em-up game that you totally conflated with Streets of Rage. Like, <laughs> it, what, what, I just don't understand it, guys. Why why take a, a game that's pretty much its main selling point is co-op beat-em-up and make it a one-player thing? Nintendo did it to Double Dragon, they did it to Final Fight. 
Why? I, I don't know that they had a choice. Like, I'm sure there were limitations in the memory. I feel like it's something that you got to just hmm. wait until you can do it. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, guys, they didn't have blast processing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the, the Sega CD version had a two-player yeah, co-op. Sega. Yeah, and I mean, the Final Fight sequels on the SNES had two players. <laughs> so it's like they just wanted this one out. It's like, guys, we can only get like one Hagar on the screen. It's like, I guess that's good enough. <laughs> Fine, done. Uh, and oh, what about God. Guy? Yeah, scrap him. Fuck him. <laughs> Nobody wants him. You know, we want white t-shirt or we want Hagar, nothing else, and never at the same time. I, I would love double Hagar. Oh, man. They, they really should let you do, like, uh, some mirror mode. Some uh, some double dragon mode B. Hagar versus Hagar. Just <laughs> endless lariats. Um, well, fantastic. Everybody got that, uh, that one right. David, you're now in the lead, so you've got control of the board. Uh, let's go with Fight Night for 200. Fight Night for 200. Answer there. This game's Japanese title translates to Legend of the Hungry Wolf, the Battle of Destiny. David, what do we got? Uh, Fatal Fury. Davis Excuse Fatal me, Fury. what is Fatal Fury? Uh, Johnny, what do you got? What is Fatal Fury, King of Fighters? Uh, Jesse, your answer? Uh, Fatal Fury, King of Fighters. Fatal Fury, the King of Fighters is, of course, correct. Thank you. Uh, thank you there, Johnny. Um, fantastic, guys. Uh, man, what a game, this uh, this Fatal Fury. Colin, the King of the Fighters. Um Jesse, you understand the relationship between these two series, right? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. Is Terry in this? Yes. Good. Very good. I love his hat and his hair. He's so good. So it's Fatal Fury, the King of Fighters, but then Fatal Fury continued on and then King of Fighters became a separate series? Yes. But but King of Fighters Fighters is basically uh, the Smash Bros of SNK Universe. So like... So you get like your Fatal Fury characters, you got some Samurai Showdown characters, you got like Art of Fighting characters, uh, Metal Slug characters, like everyone from SNK and King of Fighters. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. 
Because, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, why, why keep all these, you know, simultaneous fighting series going when you could just consolidate them all into one fantastic King of Fighters series and, uh, you know, put it all out there? I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a great idea. I kind of wish Capcom would do that instead of having like, hey, here's Street Fighter and like one or two final fight people. Mm-hmm. Like, can we get some like Darkstalkers and Rival Schools characters in there? God, I yeah. feel about oh, that. Yeah. I've been saying that for years about uh, fucking Namco with their Soul Calibur and Tekken characters. Just find a way to put them all against each other. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, long overdue. I-, I get that the weapon-based characters would have a distinct advantage. I don't care. Well, Yoshimitsu's Yoshimitsu. in both of them. That's true. He could split I up in the universe. I thought was in... Um, Soul Calibur 2. Yeah, so put all of them against each other. I want to fight Nightmare as King. Like, it's just not that difficult. <laughs> you know, do a Namco tag tournament. Done. It's uh, it's, it's just that simple. But um, Anyway, yes, uh, Fatal Fury, the King of the Fighters. Fantastic uh, arcade classic. And uh, David, you've maintained the lead and you maintain control of the board. Um, I'm feeling very good about this, so let's go with Fight Night 300. Fight Night for 300. Oh my god, David, you've landed on Akuma's space. David, Akuma's space is... Do I lose all my points and get banished to hell? (laughs) No, that's just what happens when you land on Akuma's space. If you you even touch Akuma's space, he yells out like that. Um, uh, In Akuma's space, the uh, the space is a challenge space, David. If you're feeling great about your chances at Fight Night for 300, you can take this category on solo, or you can challenge one of the other players to answer it for double the points or double the losses. No, you know what? The the category's been very good to me so far. I'm I'm feeling confident. I'm going to take this solo. David is flying solo in a fight night for 300. Answer there. Of the 12 characters added in this game, 11 of them make their first ap- first playable appearance in this series. appeared very confident he may have made a good move in choosing to take this category on himself david let's uh, let's see uh, that answer yes yeah, so confident i could take a pee break during the song uh what is ultimate marvel versus capcom 3 well done david well won 
congratulations on definitely making the right decision in uh, <laughs> choosing to take this category on yourself. I know for a fact that this is a game that you have in your back pocket. It has not yet been used, the ultimate edition of Marvel vs. Capcom 3 for this, uh, this show. Um, and one of the songs that I kind of wanted to use was Doctor Strange's theme, because that's a rockin' ass it's song. It's a good-ass theme, right? Okay, so David, since you, uh, you're the only guy that answered correctly, you get to be the only one that comments on this. Tell us your ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 team and any other thing you want to say about Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, my ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom team 3... Yeah, my team <laughs> was um, Captain America... Hagar and Iron Man. It's mm. a good team. Occasionally, occasionally, I would swap out Hagar for Thor and play the Avengers, but I just I had so much fun with Hagar in that game. Like I got to put him in there somewhere. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, God, this game was so fun. Yeah. And the the trivia that I'm sitting here, like I guess I never really noticed it, but Strider was the only character that came back, yeah. wasn't he? Like everyone else was brand new. Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool, man. You know, and I, I don't care enough for Strider to be excited by him coming back. But uh, all those other new characters, you know, I, uh, I think I kind of figured it out pretty quickly. Marvel wanted to try and you know do like a kind of test the waters on some new characters that maybe they were thinking about putting in some movies. <laughs> it's like, let's see, will audiences accept this raccoon? Yeah, okay, maybe kind of. Uh, what about this magician? Yeah, Doctor Strange. Uh, you know, Hawkeye hasn't been in a movie yet. Let's throw him in there. Sure, why not? And then on the Capcom side, it was just like, I don't know, fucking throw Phoenix right in there and make him impossible to beat. Cool. Do it. But, man. I, once once the show is over, I will post in our Discord, um, the greatest Marvel vs. Capcom comeback I've ever seen was a Phoenix Wright player who pretty much took out an entire team of three characters by himself. Now, was he playing? Like, so good. Was he playing before or after they nerfed that fucking, like, ultra that Phoenix Wright had? <laughs> Well, and that's the crazy thing. He doesn't use X-Factor, and he doesn't use his level three. Good God. <laughs> like, he completely bodies Akuma with Phoenix Wright. It's I, insane. Oh, You'll love to see it. That the, you know, Phoenix Wright gave him the big finger. Uh, just like you gave Akuma the big finger on that one, David, so you maintain control of the board. Where are we going? Um, Let's go to... You know what? Let's try Great Big Worlds for 100. Great Big Worlds for 100. Answer there. Renaissance man Kuzo Yoshiro <laughs> composed this classic action sim hybrid.
gonna go ahead and put 100 points on the board for all three of you, but let's see those <laughs> answers anyway. All right, David, read it. Uh, what is ActRaiser? Johnny? What is ActRaiser? Jesse? What is ActRaiser? Everybody is correct. Yes, Act Razor, famously composed by legendary video game music composer Kuzo Yoshiro. Johnny, is that his real name? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about so much. It's it sounds right to me now. I don't know. See, and I'm gonna be disappointed if there's not a Japanese man out there named Kuzo Yoshiro. And like we need to just we need to find him and tell him, hey, you need to also compose video game music. Maybe make it all backwards or something, but like yeah. make it all backwards. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be good at it. We've, we've, we've run this joke into the ground. We should put Not it yet. into it definitively. The name of the composer is Yoko Shimomura. Yes, thank you. Let's make all the jokes about how Japanese names all come together, you know, run together in our ignorant American brains right now. I thought it was Shoko Yimomura. Game 10. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's what we call a Yoko Oh No right there, Johnny. Um, so, fantastic, uh, Johnny. <laughs> and on that note, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. All right, we're back. So we're going meet, to uh, meet the contestants uh, tonight. Uh, John Regan, originally from uh, Gainesville, then St. Augustine, Florida, then several other places, uh, now residing in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Johnny, uh, tell us a little bit about what, what you got going on out there, man. I, I hear that one time, once upon a time, you cursed the Baltimore Ravens playoff run. Um, I I did, but you're going to have to help me remember how I did it, because I think all I did to curse it was watch it. Yes. <laughs> And I, I believe you also like declared yourself a fan and tried to act like you knew who Lamar Jackson was, and then they lost that game mightily. Yeah, I bought a shirt, I went to a bar, and then they watched. They lost it very hard. Yeah, you fucking fool. They knew, John. <laughs> they knew it was you. Um, so uh, have you have you uh, had the opposite effect on any other Baltimore sports teams? Have you raised the Orioles out of obscurity yet, or are they still uh, they still bad? I know you bought their shirt too. They're, yeah, I bought their shirt, so they're still pretty bad. That's kind of my thing. All right, David Fleming is a. Uh, uh, David, yeah, I, I literally said cartoonist and some such thing from uh, Chicago. What is your actual job at this point? You work in a, you, you do customer service of some kind? So I work um, in customer service and administration oh, okay. um, for a a company that sells online courses to law students. That's fantastic, man. I, I'm not interested in that. What I am interested in <laughs> is you telling everybody about your webcomic. Uh, yeah, so um, outside of that, I do have a webcomic uh, that goes up every Monday and Thursday. Um, it's a superhero science fiction webcomic um, at www.missrocket.com. That's msrocket.com. Um, and you should check it out. Yes, fantastic. Long-running uh, long comic, many fantastic issues, and uh, I'm, I know you're very proud of it, and I'm very proud of you for keeping that comic going, David. I truly love it. Uh, Jesse Moores um, from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, family man. Uh, you know, your beautiful daughter Betsy is at home. I assume you want to wave and say hi. Hi. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, and Jesse, you appear to have something there on your hand. Uh, oh yeah. Do you care to explain this uh, little uh, little uh, uh, Jesse uh, accoutrement that you brought on the episode? So this is a uh, Mr. Sacco or a replica that I made um, 
for a costume I wore on Halloween. I went as a uh, professional wrestler, Cactus Jack uh, slash Mankind, who would uh, put this sock. Usually it was hidden in his pants at the time, and he would pull the sock out of his pants, put it on his hand, and then proceed to put the hand into the person's mouth, applying a nerve grip between the underneath the tongue and under the chin, pinching down, and it hurts really, really bad. And you, and you think, why don't you just bite the fingers? But the nerve hold hurts so bad that mm. you can't bite down on it. It's it's terrible. Sounds like the kind of thing you'd have to give to a, I don't know, a family that maybe didn't turn on their porch light for Halloween. Maybe uh, maybe get a couple extra pieces of candy out there. Um, you get something. Did you do anything to uh, make yourself seem like you had missing teeth? Um, not on purpose, no. <laughs> okay, fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, with that, Johnny has made it out of the negatives, which means he has now taken control of the board. Johnny, where are we going? I want to do Adventure Time for 100. Adventure Time for 100, answer there. This was the first game ever to win the Nintendo Power Award for Best Game Boy Advance Game. Johnny, I do want to say that uh, I'm giving you the uh, discretion to fade songs after one loop if you uh, detect oh. that, just in the name of timeliness. 
Okay. Um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, let's see. Johnny, uh, you've got your answer on the screen. Uh, what is Golden Sun? And David? Um, what is Castlevania's Circle of the Moon? And Jesse? What is Golden Sun? Johnny and David, or Johnny and Jesse are both correct. <laughs> David, sadly, incorrect. I would be amazed if me and David were both correct. Yeah, somehow. I know. <laughs> yeah. I said it because your names are next to each other on the scoreboard. <laughs> they use this song twice. <laughs> two different games. Yeah, two completely unrelated games. Um, wow, yes, fantastic. The answer, of course, Golden Sun for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, I was kind of thinking that, but it really sounded like Castlevania music. Yeah, but David, I thought you've read every issue of Nintendo Power and know what won every award every year. Um, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, I, I, I misjudged you. you. You keep that pile of Nintendo Powers in your bathroom for some other reason than to do thorough year-end awards research. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> And that reason shall remain unsaid. Uh, so, Johnny or Jesse, since you both got this right, do you, either of you have uh, thoughts or memories of Golden Sun on the Game Boy Advance? I just remember mostly, like, the battle system was cool. You could summon these little, like, Dijins that uh, would fight for you. Um, but also you had this, like, magic hand that you could, like, do puzzles with and, like, with the environment, moving mm. blocks around, or you could, like, summon water and stuff. And um, it was a really fun RPG I think Camelot made it. Yeah, I believe they did. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it a uh, cool RPG, cool series, and you know it's got its fans. People were definitely you know clamoring for this guy to be added to Smash, and just couldn't get the flick on the fact that if he's an assist trophy, he's not gonna be an actual character in the game. So take what you can get, guys. There's there's only so many slots in that game. Um, he's a me costume. He has also a me costume, and he's that very annoying out. assist trophy. <laughs> Get those big hands. It, uh, it fucks you right up. But, uh, wow, yeah, fantastic. So, Johnny, you maintain control of the board after that one. Where are we going? Uh, Adventure Time 200. Adventure Time for 200. Answer there. Despite its title, this game is now recognized as the first entry in a different series of RPGs from the same publisher. Question from this category for 300 points. Uh, Jesse, what was that? Oh, oh you just you just uh, answered my question. Good. Um, I'm feeling much more confident in my answer for this than for the 300 one. Fantastic, David. I'm glad to hear it. So let's, uh, let's see what David's got. David, what is that there? Uh, what is Final Fantasy Adventure? All right. And Johnny? Uh, a penis on a vine. Uh, Johnny drew a vine penis. And Jesse? It's just like a very minimalist penis. My goodness, that oh, ball wow. sack is as smooth as an egg. 
I don't know which end is the ball sack and which end is the ball sack. It's, exactly. It could be uh, a bird's eye view of a, like a swimming pool, this, this penis. Uh, yeah. David is, of course, correct. This is the Final Fantasy Adventure for the Game Boy, the uh, first entry in the Mana series. Yeah, because on the like 300 one where it's like, the first entry in the Saga series, like, I thought it was the Mana... Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, Square was confusing people for quite some time. <laughs> they, they had all these Still games. Are. They had all these games they're working on, and you know, so they're putting out Final Fantasy games. They're putting out Final Fantasy Legends. They're putting out Final Fantasy Adventures, and then years later, it's like, yeah, actually, that Legend, it's Saga. Then the Adventure, it was Mana, and Final Fantasy remains its own thing. I, Ooh, I don't understand it. It's weird, too, because this was the same era where Square was not releasing Final Fantasy games in the United States. Right! So, like, they had Final Fantasy games to release, didn't release them, and then released other games yeah. as Final Fantasy games. We got all games. these Final Fantasy games that we yeah. made, but that doesn't seem like it's a strong brand in America, so we better release more Final <laughs> Fantasy games <laughs> yes, in America. Game Boy! <laughs> you know, Game Boy Final Fantasy games, that'll really drum up the sales for the inevitable uh, next SNES entry. Yeah. Uh, should we call it Mystic Quest? No, we should not, because uh, we already called this RP this Game Boy one Mystic Quest in Europe. We fucked everything up. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, you ever wonder why you know Final Fantasy Mystic Quest is also known as Final Fantasy USA Mystic Quest? I believe it's because Final Fantasy Legend on the Game Boy is called Mystic Quest in Europe. Like, it's all fucked up. <laughs> so, anyway, all of all of a sudden. Two being four and three being six doesn't seem that confusing. Yeah, you thought they were crazy then. <laughs> Wait till they just declare new series. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, those actually totally are Final Fantasy spinoffs. Uh, but these games aren't Final Fantasy games anymore, and we're gonna remake them later on. You know, because this totally got a remake as like Sword of Mana or uh, Adventure of Mana or some shit. Like, ah, Square, whack. What a company. Um. So, fantastic job, David. Uh, congratulations on that one. And you maintain, or you now have control of the board. Um, let's go with, uh, or the platforms for 100. Or the platforms for 100, answer there. This game features updated graphics and a remade soundtrack by composer Danny Baranowski. Crisis and Johnny on that one. 
Or maybe it was uh, misplaced. Johnny, uh, you can be the first to read this one. Uh, what is Cave Story 3D? Jesse? Super Meat Boy. And David? Uh, what is Cave Story 3D? Johnny and David, both correct. This is, of course, Cave Story 3D for the 3DS. Um, not a uh, not a straight port. A full-blown, full-fledged remake with new graphics and new soundtrack. And, um, David, did you play this one? I did. Um, one thing that I actually really liked about it is, like, they did completely redo all the graphics in 3D models, but you could unlock and swap the characters into their original pixel sprites so you could have like the 2d sprites in full 3d rendered backwards backgrounds and it looked really really nice yeah i like that idea you know i like mm. that capability of the 3ds to do you know i i didn't download many of them but the like the 3d classic sega series or whatever uh and i think nintendo did them as well like just the sprites popping off the backgrounds that's a that's a look they should have made a lot of games with <laughs> Um, Johnny, you you a famous 3DS owner. Did you play Cave Story 3D? No, I played original Cave Story, which is where I recognize the melody from. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, oh wait a second, okay, this is definitely Cave Story. I was like, okay, but what remakes are there? And the only one I know that had the soundtrack completely redone was 3D. So yeah, yes. it worked out. And Jesse, I do apologize for tripping it up. You know, did you did you think that I meant a remade version of Super Meat Boy? Well, the original version was in, uh, like a Flash game, right? Mm. That's uh, that's why the music is a factor, Jesse, because that uh, that was nice and calm and way too sweet yeah. to be Meat Boy. <laughs> yeah, but I would like to play Super Meat Boy with the Cave Story soundtrack. Man, wouldn't that be a thing? Could you unlock? Could there be a crossover Super Cave Boy or yeah. uh, Super Meat Story? I would love to be like doing those hard platforms, platforms and like dying all the time with. God, it would drive you insane. <laughs> More so I than the game wish, already does. So <laughs> say I do wish because I know in Blade Strangers, quote and um, Curly Brace were playable characters, but sadly Meat Boy was not. I kind of wish Meat Boy was in that fighting game. Hell yeah, that would have been awesome. Mm, yep, uh, you heard it here. David wants more meat. Um, so great round, guys. Johnny, uh, for uh, I don't know why you get uh, control of the board. Uh, board the platforms for two hundred, please. Board the platforms for two hundred. This title on this game's cover art features a raccoon's tail, emphasizing the return of a beloved power-up to this series.
Shiraz and now being the host and the non-participant in the show gives me entirely too much time to drink. Uh, I see David feeling confident on this one. Johnny and Jesse looks like still writing. Yeah, I wrote the acronym. I'll, I'll read it out loud. Okay, fantastic. Uh, so, uh, Johnny, go ahead and read that one. Uh, new Super Mario Bros. 2. Uh, what? New Super Mario Brothers 2. What? <laughs> Not right. Shit. What is? New Super oh Mario shit! What is New Super Mario Bros. 2? <laughs> I don't want to have to correct you again on that, John. Jesse, reach yours. Uh, what is New Super Mario Bros. 2? Both of you sadly incorrect. Oh. Uh, David, let's read the correct answer. Uh, what is Super Mario 3D Land? I love how understated that applause is. It's a good applause, right? It's, that's, it's that's, not like cheering, it's like a golf clap. It's Jeopardy, dude. <laughs> like, what are you expecting? <laughs> uh, we're not doing that canned applause from, like, the fucking sports games on the Nintendo 64 with the, yeah, yeah, woo, wow. We're not doing that. We're just doing a nice Aww. SNES compressed golf clap. So, uh, yeah, Super Mario 3D Land, of course, for the 3DS. You know, what a game. What a freaking game, guys. Dude, you, you want to know what sucks? Hmm. Guess what's on the other side of this card? Oh, no! Super Mario 3D Land. Oh, Johnny, ah. what happened? <laughs> I doubted myself. That's I a... mean, I could, uh. I could definitely see the confusion because oh. New Super Mario Brothers 2 brought back the raccoon tail, but Super Mario 3D Land brought back the Tanuki suit. Mm -hmm. uh. There's the distinction. And that's the beloved power. We all like the raccoon tail just fine, but also the cover art of New Super Mario Brothers 2 does not have a raccoon's tail dangling off of it. And yes, Super Mario 3D Land, heavy emphasis on the Tanuki suit. Like, ugh, what a suit. Uh, yeah, th that was like, you know, not only was it a must-buy because it was the early days of the 3DS and there were so few games to choose from, but also must-buy because it's like, okay, it's a 3D platforming game and you get to wear the Tanuki suit again? I've been missing that, baby. Uh, love that Tanuki suit. Arguably, one of, if not the best Mario power-up? Um, the Tanuki suit? Yeah, I, you know, I would give it that. I uh, I love it, man. There's something so strange. I mean, it's it, it's got to be just lost in cultural you know translation. Why the Tanuki suit is what it is. <laughs> like Mario gets to turn into a raccoon dog thing. No nutsack. I've watched Pompoko. Those things are supposed to have big nutsacks. But Mario does not have a giant nutsack. But he does get to turn into a statue and crush things. So all right. So fun story. I went to Zoo Atlanta not that long ago, and they had an exhibit of Tanuki dogs. <gasps> so, and I was like, oh my god. These are real? Where are the nuts? <laughs> this is a thing? <laughs> it, yes, there's an actual animal called like the Tanuki. <laughs> like, and it's like a weird, like it's closer to a dog, but it looks like a raccoon. It's very strange. I was going to say it's like a raccoon bred panda thing. Yeah. But uh, I saw a little sign that says Tanuki. I was like, Danielle, do you have any idea how long I've wanted to see this in real life? <laughs> yeah. like, I need I to go inside and wear that. <laughs> if you'll excuse me fly. Yeah. do you know what this means to six year old me <laughs> oh man um, but yeah and 3D world or 3D land excuse me just uh, you know one of those first like killer apps for the 3D feature on the the fucking 3DS like the depth puzzles and the stages were just I don't know really well done oh I forgot about the depth puzzles that's what's so fun and I feel so bad for anybody that bought a, a 2DS because it's like, you know, the game tells you, like, turn on your 3D, and if you're playing on 2DS, you can't. And it's just not the same. Like, you could see, you know, it's like it's like doing a Magic Eye poster, and you can see that little change. Like, oh, that stack of Goombas is on this square, and it's this many high. Like, 
I don't even want to think about the poor kids that had to play that shit with no 3D. But, yeah, that game's great. What a great game. Um, so, uh, fantastic job there, David. You've got control of the board, and uh, you make our next selection. Um, I think we should close it out with Board the Platforms for 300. Board the Platforms for 300. When the final boss is defeated, her lips remain on stage and must be attacked once in order to complete the game. Not much time to think about that one. Uh, I do. I do some lips and then some a piece of balls on the side. You, you just, <laughs> Johnny, dare to draw lips and a penis on the same card. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I want you to hold that up. Let give the chat plenty of time to screenshot that and make an emote out of Johnny's lip dick. Yeah. What is that? Is that? I, mean, I don't even understand. <laughs> I don't even know, man. You understand the way that penises and lips interact, and yet you drew that. David and Jesse somehow <laughs> still drawing. You know, we should have done the Jeopardy time limit. They the doot, doot, doot. So Jesse has drawn a very, very thick. Uh, I'll let you describe it. <laughs> it just gets bigger. It's, it just, it's okay. <laughs> tapers in a very interesting way. David, what do you have? Um, <clears throat> what is. Mother brain gonna suck that dick. <laughs> oh, fantastic. No points changing hands. Nobody's wrong and nobody's right. This is, of course, Wario Land 4 for the Game Boy Advance. And what a game. What? Yeah, cool. Wario Land. David, you, you played and completed Wario Land 4 for the Game Boy Advance? I was going to say, I've played it. I don't know that I've completed it. And I seem to remember the final boss being like a malevolent demon clown thing like where are, are you giant not, lips coming in are you thinking Ugh. of rudy yeah well, it's, it's not rudy rudy's an evil clown thing um who's the final oh, i thought i thought rudy was the kid that wanted to play football yeah yeah different way Shut different rudy <laughs> <laughs> um God. you know i i probably should have vetted that trivia a little bit better uh hold on man let me do a quick cursory research for wario land for lips See what terrible thing comes up. <laughs> now, word from our sponsor. Do you fight Captain Syrup? <laughs> Your mom's right, Jimmy. <laughs> Robert Loja? <laughs> oh no, it's the Golden Diva. Yeah, I never got that far. Okay, so you never got to the Golden the Diva. Oh, okay, so yeah, you, you keep knocking masks off of her and then eventually you, she's left as just a pair of lips. Phew, okay, good. 
I was vaguely right about this trivia. Got it. Hooray! Yeah. yeah, when it's a game like this that I haven't played, I just I take a lot of wiki stuff on good faith, guys. <laughs> so if you know, some crude motherfuckers <laughs> like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if like <laughs> you, know, you, you beat up the demon, her lips just lay, <laughs> stay there, and Wario's got to smash him? I, you know, to me, that doesn't sound out of the question. And so. <laughs> I feel like I do that all the time. It, it sounds like a Wario thing. Like, ah, wow, there's a pair of lips. You know, gotta smash those things. <laughs> there's a pair of lips. Rubber de garlic. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, I don't want to do I'm a Wario impression ever again. <laughs> what if she can taste this? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Wario. Uh, horrifying crude character. But so, David, you did play Wario Land 4. Jesse, you Game Boy Advance guy, you ever uh, you ever get into Wario Land? Yeah, that game's hard as shit. I couldn't get past, like, the fourth level. Jeez. Yeah, I, I like to think that I would like Wario Land games if I gave them a fair shake. I, I, I liked the one on Wii. Uh, shake it. Speaking of fair shake. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not sure they're for me. Yeah, they're fun. But, uh, I don't know. Wario's just so off-putting, I'm not sure I like his games. <laughs> like, you know, if it's not WarioWare, where the whole thing is weird for the sake of weird, if you're just having to play as Wario himself, it's like, ah, I don't think I like being this guy. <laughs> like, I play fan I play these games for escapism. I don't want to be fucking Wario. <laughs> but, anyway. Um, so, uh, let's see. Nobody got that one right. Um, but, hmm. Let's see. Jesse has played it, David has played it, so that means Johnny, having not ever encountered the lips, uh, gets control of the board. Johnny, where All are right. you? Uh, let's go with Great Big Worlds for 200. Great Big Worlds 200. This fourth entry in the popular franchise was the first 16-bit game in the series. is him not guessing i mean kind of I'm, I'm assuming his dick is out <laughs> is he tracing it at least <laughs> had to bust out the magnifying glass the tools oh god all right oh that's, that's not mean. fair okay uh johnny you, you put your answer up first let's hear it I said Final Fantasy 4 or 2, if you're going by the U.S. numbering. Did you? Or, I'm sorry, what is Final Fantasy 4 or 2? Thank you. David? 
Um, what is penis for? Oh man, that, yeah, I feel like that counts as an incorrect answer. And Jesse, uh, final. What is Final Fantasy for? Johnny and Jesse both correct. <laughs> Woo! Johnny, we gotta be running simultaneous soundboards here. <laughs> okay. Oh my keyboard died. Yeah, it's Final Damn. Fantasy IV for the SNES, of course, known as Final Fantasy II here in the United States. Um, because uh, again, Square, just wildin', just fucking, mm. like I, I I don't get it. Like, why? Uh, I don't know why. Why even bother? <laughs> like, why? Why rename all these things? Why? Yeah, I, I don't understand what. Like, I need to figure out their marketing strategy. Well, for... I get it at the time. It was because, like, in the U.S., they had Final Fantasy One come out on NES, and then didn't bother porting anything until this one. So, like, well, Americans haven't seen the other games, so let's call this two. Yeah, but I mean, you know? why yeah, not? I think why not port think, the other ones? <laughs> I was gonna say. I think <laughs> the question is not why did you call this two. It's why did you not release two and three? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like you released this game, I assume it was something of a hit. I, I can't speak to it because I, you know, I wasn't buying games and reading, you know, sales data in 1988. But I, I don't know. I, you know, I guess it's just the question for Square was, do they want to pay a translator? And they did. And then they were like, you know what? Fine. We got an SNES coming out. We gotta, we gotta translate this one. This is gonna be a big game. We're gonna put it out there. You know. It's going to really confuse people if Final Fantasy IV comes out right after 1, so we better change the numbering system. And then skip 5 and release 6 as 3. And then eventually release Final Fantasy 7, and no one will have any questions whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> I was Americans... say, then they got to the PlayStation era and said, eh, fuck it. I mean, maybe well, just... By then, by then the internet was around the corner, and you could just look that shit up. Right, like, but also, oh. maybe Americans just aren't that stupid. Like, I, I know that we're stupid, but, like, maybe we could have just figured it out. Like... <laughs> And maybe it could it could have been a thing like Star Wars Episode Four, you know? They added that shit in. It, it was initially Star Wars, then they added in Episode Four, and everybody's like, no, "Hold on, hold on. What do you mean Episode Four? You mean we're seeing the middle part of a story? You know what I would like is some prequels." And then Square could be like, "Hey, check this shit out right here." Like, it's you know, I don't know. They needed George Lucas on the team. Is what they need. He could have <laughs> he could have marketed Final Fantasy. <laughs> okay, so there, there's a couple of things here, John. Okay, so one. When Star Wars first came out in theaters, it wasn't called Episode Four; it was just called Star Wars. Yeah, I said that. Oh, they okay, added that in. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but then uh, our our Discord chat has let us know that the issue with Final Fantasy II on the NES is that it had way, uh, too much death for Nintendo of America to deal with. Mm. And three came out so close to the Super Nintendo launch that they just said, "Fuck it, we're not doing this." Yeah, fair enough. Over. I mean, I, yeah. I, that's the thing. I'm sure there are reasons. I wasn't trying to be right about any of them. That's that's the beauty of it. I don't present anything that we say is factual. So, um, man, what a what a game! What a time it was for releases. Uh, and now, now everything's great. Now we got the pixel remasters, and everybody's happy. So, uh, all's well that ends um, well. Some thirty years later. Not actually. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, Johnny, you uh, you got a game correct that you, I am sure, never played. So that gives you control of the board. Uh, I'm going to go with Great Big Worlds for 300. Great Big Worlds 300, the answer there. This controversial entry in the series is the first game in the series' canonical timeline.
feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Great. All right, John, I'm squinting. What did you draw? I tried to draw a timeline, but it looks like a, I don't know, some kind of weird penis with one ball or something, or a butthole for a ball. I don't know what <laughs> it I, looks. It looks like a I penis don't know, man. and a donut. <laughs> I tried to draw a clock face and a line, and it's just a mess. Penis throwing a yo-yo? That's Johnny's answer. Uh, David, what do you got? Uh, what is Legend of Zelda's Skyward Sword? And Jesse? What is Legend of Zelda's Skyward Sword? Both correct. Fantastic. <laughs> And for Johnny's uh, sad penis there. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, man. Yeah, Skyward Sword, what a game. Uh, you know, recently had a re-release. I don't know if you guys heard about this. C you know, came out to zero fanfare and zero controversy, this re-release of Skyward Sword. Nothing Was positive. there controversy to it? I, I, it seemed like people, a lot of people kind of rediscovered the game and realized, eh, this, this game, it's, it's cool, but, uh... Little jank, the maybe these controls don't work all that well, even like ported forward to these new controls. And uh, you know, I, I love the Zelda games. I, I don't want to criticize them for being like a kind of a chore to play, but like there, there's a lot of dialogue in this game, man. Like the intro to this game takes a long fucking time. <laughs> like, do you like? I, f I have fond memories of this game, David, and you know, Jesse. I'm sure you, you know, you guys do too. Like. Do you remember how long it takes for this game to fucking, like, really just yeah. get going and let you do shit? <laughs> like, it takes a long-ass time. Yeah. See, that's like... Skyward Sword is so weird for me, because I know it has high points and low points, but the high points are so high yeah. that I kind of, like, just remember those. Right. I feel like it, I feel like the game, like, crescendos, you know? It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. By the time you're at all those high points, it's like, yeah, this is the, this might be the best Zelda game ever. And then it's like, wait a minute. You know, 15 hours ago, I was doing the most boring goddamn thing I've ever done in this series. <laughs> like, what are you? Oh, jeez. All that loft wing practice for nothing. <laughs> but. Oh, God, right. Yeah. Better practice riding that loft wing. Why? Because you're going to use it to go to the next area at some point like it, it you know there's there's so much that it's like i don't know it, a lot of decent ideas that didn't quite come together in a in a great way but so many good things man that ancient cistern dungeon um the fucking i like the sky keep that's like the slide puzzle dungeon uh i didn't have much problem with the motion controls but you know save for a couple of fights you know it was a, it was a fun game i know jesse you still actively dis uh, dislike this game don't you I just constantly had the worst problems with those controls. Like, the fight with that uh, Ghirardelli guy or whatever. Oh, um, the chocolate thing? Yeah. Willy like, Wonka. was impossible because I would, you know, block the correct way you're supposed to block. I would strike the correct way you're supposed to strike. And my remotes would just never not do it. Do it. Just constantly. Yeah. I had multiple Wii remotes and nunchucks and the Motion Guess Plus, it. and I would try it on everyone, and I just, I don't know, it's my, just, I'm not created, like, You gotta set that to shit do down it. on the table and calibrate right before you swing it. Uh, you yeah, know. every time I would calibrate, <laughs> it was, like, I wanted to like it, because, like, you know, at the time of the art style, I thought it was real neat. Yeah, you know, once is. you get past all the fucking chatting it up, like... I gotta say, Zelda games are, you know, typically not chatty. very chatty. Like, <laughs> like yeah, they no, have this... some some text in them, but fucking Skyward Sword is like Jesus. 
It's chatty, but that's the thing. I think it's chatty in service of, you know, I don't know, some of the better, like, characterization in the series. I, you know, I like the relationship with Link and Zelda and Groose. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's got its highs and it's got its lows. It's, uh, dare I say it, a controversial entry in the series. <laughs> um, Which was the first game in the canonical timeline. <laughs> yeah, nothing controversial about that. I, I love that final battle where the guy's like, I'm basically the spirit of Ganondorf and I'm going to bother you for eternity. It was, um, it was a good fight. Demise was dope. You know, what yeah, a guy. especially when you were fighting him in, like, the weird, like, sacred realm, and you had to summon the lightning to attack him. Like, mm-hmm. that was a fucking awesome fight. Yeah, no, the final fight was fucking cool. That's, like I said, that shit crescendoed. It's like, yeah, by the time I'm, like, throwing lightning at, you know, Primordial Ganon, this game's the shit. <laughs> Just forget all the shit that happened beforehand. So, um... Yeah. I do remember, like, as you get to that point, there's you're, like, walking down the spiral path to the crater, and all the, like, bokoblins are coming at you, and you're just hacking through them. And yep. I remember when Hyrule Warriors first came out, and I was like, oh, it's like that one part of Skyward Sword as an entire game. Yeah. Dope. Really good. Really fucking good. Um, so, let's see. Jesse was overtaken by his hatred, so he lost control of the board. David, you've got control of the board. Where are we going? Um, let's do Fight Night for 400. Fight Night for 400. Answer, this is the first time the publisher used the series' Japanese title for a global release. However, console releases would restore the localized title as seen in the game's Dreamcast release. on my first attempt at a clock face that looks way more like a butthole than a clock face. Oh yeah, that, that's a weird, weird clock face butthole that you've drawn there, are, Johnny. <laughs> are buttholes allowed for zero points? Yeah, you know, David, you know, Johnny, you're really fucking blowing the whole zero point penis rule. I don't want to take away your fucking 400 points for that butthole. But you also <laughs> don't time. gain 400 points, yeah. okay? <laughs> Fair. Uh, David, you know, where, where you at? Uh, just a second. <laughs> Alright. You better be shading the penis. Uh, Jesse, you want to read yours? Uh, what is Garu Mark of the Wolves? Mm-hmm. And David? Um, I have a, a penis skin. 
<laughs> He's throwing it on Duke incredible. and Penis. Wowee. Jesse, however, is correct. Oh, I should have gone with Hadikin. Yeah, I mean, it's right there, David. Right there, Hadikin. Um, but, you know, nobody throws Hadikins in, uh, in Garou, Mark of the Wolves. Uh, Jesse, what, what do people call their fireballs in Fatal Fury or, you know, Garou? Um, there's different ones. Like, Terry Bogard does, a, like, a power geyser or something. Uh, I don't... And make a dick version of each one. Okay, uh, dick geyser. Um, okay. I was going to say, I think power geyser is <laughs> yeah. pretty good as a dick. <laughs> pretty <name>. dick. <laughs> but this is the one with, uh, it's, like, in the future... Um, and like Terry is teaching uh, Geese's son, Rock Howard. Yeah, Rock and, Howard. And this is also the one with a uh, butt in the game. So. Oh, Kushnu butt. Yeah. So if you like butt, this is the game for you. I'm a butt man. Sold. Always have been. <laughs> Johnny's going to buy his Dreamcast back and get this game again. Ooh, that's gonna yeah. be expensive. I was told their butts <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Let's- Totally worth it, you know. Oh God, man, you know. But that's uh, that's our dude. Um, but yeah, so uh, Guru is has Fatal Fury. I guess then always been called Guru Dinsetsu or whatever in Japan. Is that the? Uh, is that Maybe. What, you know? I'm not sure to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's a fa- it's a continuation of the Fatal Fury and King of Fighters series. It's it's Guru, and yeah, I feel like yeah, it's again like them. You know, th- they corrected it for the U.S. market. They called it like Fatal Fury Mark of the Wolves, but like. I don't know. I feel like they should have uh, known to do that prior to this, because like I've always been confused by that. I'm like, oh yeah, that game sounds cool. That Guru Mark of the Wolves. Like, oh, it's another Fatal Fury game. I'm like, no, it's not. It's its own thing. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's tangentially a Fatal Fury game, in in one way or another. But I, I think if we learned anything on this episode, that you know, you can't put your faith in the Japanese to name games for American releases. It's just going to be a, a big fucking mess. But. Um, well, Jesse, would, uh, it's probably more like the American uh, publishers are like, uh, kids don't know what the fuck Gara Genjutsu means. So, how about wolves true. or something? <laughs> right, but at the same time, I mean, you have to assume that, like, you know, Fatal Fury was popping up in, like, yeah, I don't know, every fifth or sixth arcade nationwide. Kids had a vague idea what that game was. That was in the sandwich shop when I went to the you know place in St. Augustine. I, I knew what Fatal Fury was. I played it every few months at the arcade. You gotta have faith in your uh, your marketing there, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was a good time. You know, great game. Uh, I think one of the last... Uh, no, yeah. I, I don't want to speak to any facts about Guru Mark the Wolves. I don't, you know, I don't, no, I'll be wrong about it all. Not my series. I wish it was. Uh, but Jesse, it, it turns out it is your series, so you got control of the board. Uh, let's finish this category with Fight Night for 500. Fight Night for 500. This game is the last mainline game in the series to use hand-drawn sprites.
think I figured out your your theme here. Hey, 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 hey. Easy up there. <laughs> I was going to say, if they're, if you think they're all fighting games, I have news for you, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, the category is Fight Night, dumbass. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> I figured it out. They're all, they're all against the fights. What does category mean? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's uh, see. It start. Let's start with uh, David there. Uh, what is dick? Uh, David's got a dick. Uh, Jesse? Uh, what is two dicks fighting? And Johnny? What is King of Fires 13? <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> my man. That's correct. <laughs> No shit! <laughs> Johnny actually did figure out my theme. <laughs> You're all in yeah, on King of Fighters. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, the Fatal Fury, Guru, King of Fighters, uh, you know, no, line there. No, they're not. They, it started with Final Fight. Right. Uh, you know, but still, three out of the five being from the uh, the same franchise, same publisher. Johnny, uh, I'm not giving him too much credit, but, you know. He, he easily could have googled last game in the series with hand-drawn sprites and come up with the uh, you know King of Fighters wiki. I'm not saying that's what happened. I don't know. But uh, Johnny, you obviously didn't play King of Fighters 13. You just uh, you got you got lucky on this one. Um, Very lucky, yes. So you know who is your favorite character from any game represented in the King of Fighters? Terry Bogart. Okay. Did you say Bogart? Yes. Humphrey Bogart's uh, long-lost nephew Terry. So close. Um, you almost had it, dude. <laughs> yeah, Humphrey, uh, yeah, Humphrey Bogart, famous for his role in Casablanca. And then you got Terry Bogart, famous for his role at Casablanca, where he hangs out playing the piano for people to come in to his, you know, one bar in all of St. Augustine. That, uh, Whoa. <laughs> that Johnny getting upset. He's looking at you, kid. That is a niche yeah. joke if ever okay. there was one. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, yeah, I'm not sure who that joke was aimed at. <laughs> Good I Lord, make, that was a joke. I want to make a request at the fancy piano bar. Hey, come on, come on. <laughs> okay, yeah. So for those that don't understand that Johnny was making some very obscure Saint Augustine joke, he was somehow conflating Terry with the guy that took requests at an upscale hotel in Saint Augustine uh, called the Casa Monica. Uh, only. Me and David would possibly get. <laughs> um, I, I don't know why he thinks that Terry is the uh, the piano player. Besides his relationship to Humphrey Bogart, mm-hmm. yeah. Did the guy at the Casa Monica wear a hat? I was gonna say, like, also Johnny, do me a favor and right now Google image search Terry Bogart and tell me if that's the kind of guy who works at a piano bar. Oh, absolutely. He's gonna spell it wrong. That's the thing. You know, Google image search is only gonna save it by correcting it. The point is, his last name isn't Bogart. It's uh, Bogard, Johnny. Uh, oh. But it's fine. It's That's not the most egregious mistake you've made in the history of the show. Yeah. Not even close. Um, but what it did do was get you control of the board. So, Johnny, we're out of fight night. We're out of platforms. Uh, three categories left. Adventure Time 500. Adventure Time for 500, the answer there. This game's story begins in the year 1502 and is possibly the first game to feature a playable Portuguese. Wait, I, I want some clarification. Is the game the first that's playable in the language of Portuguese or the first of the playable Portuguese person? For uh, I, I looked it up. Portuguese is the noun version of the adjective Portuguese. So it's, it is properly correct. But yes, it is possibly the first game in which you could play as a Portuguese person. Got it. Okay. 
thinking faces right now. I'm just worried because, like, I want to take a guess, but I don't want to lose the points. Yeah, see, it's Jeopardy, baby. Yeah. No, I'm gonna... Okay. I'm gonna go for it. Alright, Johnny, tell us what you got. I drew a uh, porch of geese. Alright, well, that's not a penis. <laughs> yes, you lose a whole <laughs> bunch of points. Dude, yeah, you, you want to lose the 500 or don't you? <laughs> the fuck, man? Uh, let's see, David, what do you got? Uh, what is Uncharted Waters? And Jesse? What is Uncharted Waters? David and Jesse both correct with Uncharted Waters. <laughs> well done, guys. I feel like now Johnny should lose his 500 for Porch of Geese. <laughs> Son of a oh. bitch. Oh, God, I'm so proud Idiot. of it. There, don't be. Um... So, okay, uh, Uncharted Waters, what a game. Um, I don't know if I can think about this game, guys. It's okay. It's, uh, yeah, even despite, uh, this was the game that uh, Mustin chose when he came on the show a few months ago. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. I was going to say, yeah, like, it nice sounded vaguely was. familiar. Yeah. You know, uh, a cool game with, like, a lot of music and, like, something I would vaguely like to play, maybe not on the NES, you know, like an Age of Exploration type game. Uh, sounds like something I would play on like a like an Apple computer, but not a non NES type thing. But you know, set and sail for adventure. That's why it's in the Adventure Time category. That's really all I got, guys. It's uh, yeah, and yes, you do get to play as a guy from Portugal. Seriously, I, I would like to challenge you. Seriously, can you think of any game? Like, was there a soccer game prior to this in which you got to play as like an actual Portuguese man? Uh, yeah, I, I truly think this might be, might be the first game that lets you play as some man from Portugal. You know, was there any Christopher Columbus game from before See, this? See, I don't think so. I think that's oh, why I they made this fucking game. Gremlins. I think this game came out before that. And who in, the, who in those games is... Oh, Chris, Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesse, you had me like... What are you talking about? Macaulay Culkin's not Portuguese, you <laughs> dumb motherfucker. <laughs> like, oh, you got me thinking. <laughs> oh, you got you got me choking on my own rage here. Game Head Tune, episode 268, Jeopardy, colon, Macaulay Culkin is not Portuguese. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> by, getting the, by getting the hose choking on his own rage, Jesse gets control of the board. Only two categories left. Let's do uh, console launch games for 300. Console launch games 300. This game added a heavy emphasis on weather with calm or drastic effects based on five different types of weather.
Let's see who's an early adopter. Everybody's ready. Johnny, what'd you do? Uh, penis, and I tried it off five different types of weather. <laughs> Good effort. David, what you got? Uh, what is a penis in the rain? Uh, penis in the rain. And uh, Jesse? I was trying to draw a cloud raining dicks, but it... Oh, man, wow. <laughs> you have no points changing on this one. This is, of course, the GameCube launch title, Wave Race Blue Storm. Oh. No. I was yeah. not going to get that. Ah, shucks, man. It's uh, quite a game. Uh, yeah, I, I realize now I, I only rented that one. I didn't buy you know Blue Storm. I'm not sure that many people bought Blue Storm. But... Uh, it's a fun game. You know, I, I kind of wish Nintendo kept these extreme sports series going, man. They made 1080 Avalanche. They made Wave Race Blue Storm. I wish these were still things. Excite Truck. Because it seemed like they had... Excite Truck, yeah. They had a promising you know world of extreme sports going for a while there. Like, uh, David, did you, did you play Blue Storm at all? Uh, no. Oh, shit, man. So, But you did, previously on Nintendo 64, play 1080 and uh, Wave Race. Uh, no. <laughs> you didn't play either of those. Son of a bitch. Well, who am I? You know, why am I talking to you? I don't know. Because um, yeah, I, I just assume that you're, uh, you know, well versed in these things. Yes, but, everything uh, the, about the, me screams I am super into extreme sports. You see, but that's the thing, yeah. David. None of us were really into extreme sports back in fucking the late '90s, early 2000s. We played video games about them. That's what we did. No, David you know. just keep Fleming. That's that was his whole thing. <laughs> yeah. David, no fear, Fleming. <laughs> No fear. Uh, Pardon me for a moment but, as I update my name on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, uh, you know they had a they had a promising little uh, franchise of extreme sports stuff going because some of the, uh, the characters in Blue Storm they had the characters from the previous Wave Race because yes, there were characters that you got to choose as they had different names, and then they added uh, a couple others, but also a couple of the playable characters in Blue Storm were the snowboarders from 1080 uh, on Nintendo 64. That's cool. You, know, you can play. Wave Race Blue Storm is Ricky Winterborn or Akari Hayami. And I was finally. like, that's dope. Yeah, I'm, well, that's what I'm saying. We say sarcastic finally now, but like back then I'm like, oh, cool. Nintendo's got an extreme yeah, sports cool. thing going. <laughs> like, <laughs> they uh, they should have kept it going. I, you know, because uh, 1080 and Wave Race on Wii make entirely too much sense. Uh, you know, and then I'd like to see them again now. Like, just bring back Nintendo Extreme Sports Resort. And put it on the Switch. I'll buy that shit day one, baby. I, you know, my me versus Ricky Winterborn in some extreme sports. You know, I've been waiting 20 fucking years for that. <laughs> but, oh well. Um, so, uh, no uh, no points changing on that one. Uh, let's see, was it Jesse that last had control? Jesse maintains control of the board. Uh, great big worlds for 400. Great big worlds for 400. Oh my god, Jesse. Uh, where is my sound for that one? I don't have a sound for that one. Uh, it's it's the daily double space. Uh, space. Space. Daily double, Jesse. Yeah, it's uh, again. We can't officially call this game that tune Jeopardy, but uh, it's a Jeopardy thing. So you get to wager points on this category, and this is your chance to really take control of the game, Jesse. You've got sixteen hundred points at your disposal, and uh, you get to write down your wager, and then you get to be the only one that answers this category. Bet it all, man. So. Uh, you know, do big, I tell you uh, how big... much first, or do I write it down, or what? I would say, uh, yeah, actually, you don't need to write it down. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you just say how much you want to wager on Great Big Worlds. Um, let's do 500. 500 on Great Big Worlds, and here is your clue. 
In addition to being released on November 11th, 2011, this game is also set to be released on November 11th, 2021. Jesse, big moment for you. Daily double time. What do you got? What is Elder Scrolls V Skyrim? Oh my goodness, Jesse. He got it. <laughs> 500 big points for Jesse on that one. Congratulations, sir. It was, of course, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Uh, released on everything. <laughs> yep. And we'll continue Eventually. to do so yeah. for the rest yep. of time. Man. I've heard rumor of an Elder Scrolls Six. I don't think it's happening. Not yet. We'll no. see. My no. uncle who works at <laughs> not in yeah, Bethesda. Skyrim. <laughs> my yes. uncle who works at Skyrim. <laughs> he told me. <laughs> it's just just called Skyrim now. <laughs> uh yeah. This is a good game. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> game. There's nothing to say about it, Jesse. You maintain control of the board. Um, only got five categories left, or five questions left. So pick wisely. Let's uh, finish these great big worlds with 500. Great big worlds for 500. Answer there. Early in development, this game was called Cave Game.
Johnny's got it up already. What do we got? I said, what is Minecraft? Uh-huh. And David? Uh, what is Minecraft? And Jesse? What is Minecraft? What do you know? Everybody got it right. I can't believe that everybody guessed the best-selling game of all time correctly. Well done, fellas. Go us. I have still yeah, never man. played this game. <laughs> Me neither. Not a single moment of it. Huh. Like, uh, and I, I don't really mean to be like, ah, take that. You know, I, I, I just, I don't I, know. It's it's a beautiful, I missed out I on feel it. like it's a beautiful game, John. <laughs> I missed out on it back in those early days, back before it was the best-selling game of all time, and now it's like, eh. I don't feel like fucking. With I feel it, like. like it's one of those games where if I did start playing it, I don't think I would play anything else. Yeah. Yep. See, and I'm already like that with most games, so I don't need to get like that with something else. But it's the kind of thing where I definitely want to like show it to my son, because like there's this whole generation now of kids that have grown up where like Minecraft is their Super Mario Brothers, and it's like these kids are smarter than us guys. <laughs> like they they might all seem like you know I don't know. Confusing young little dipshit kids, but they all grew up with Minecraft as the first game they ever played. They're fucking next generation. They're geniuses, man. They're, yeah, I don't but know. Mario. Uh, I I doubt it, man. I mean, do you remember how many times we try to beat Mario as fast as we could? Because at the end, if you beat it so quickly, you get to see Princess Pe uh, Princess Peach's titties. Like, <laughs> no. What? <laughs> no, that's, that's I thought you were going to say fireworks table. over the castle. Titties. No, no, no. Never on the table. Because you're titties. You know? That's what we grew up doing. Princess Peach pulls her blouse down and starts shaking her fireworks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> you never heard that rumor as a kid? No. I did. No. God damn it, Johnny. <laughs> okay, well, whatever that was, bizarre, horrifying tangent that Johnny there. heard. <laughs> All right, let's close it out. Jesse, what do you got? Uh, console launch games for 100. Console launch games for 100. This game's box art may be a reference to the 1990 Christmas film Home Alone. Confused by that music and you know hint combination, I'm liking the <laughs> like the chat message. Just like you know, I never noticed that, and now I can't unsee it. Good, thank you. <laughs> I wrote. That's what? why we do trivia. I wrote. What is Home Alone? Uh, okay, cool. Johnny wanted to lose some points. <laughs> I drew a penis doing the Kevin Arnold ah screen. Damn it, Jesse! I also drew a penis doing the Kevin what? Arnold ah twice. <laughs> You guys both lose points because it was Kevin McAllister. Yeah, I was going to say, alone. Kevin, oh, Kevin McAllister, Arnold. not Kevin. Who's Kevin Arnold? Tom <laughs> Arnold's Wonder kid. Years. Oh, yeah, fucking Wonder Years. Uh, the answer, of course, is Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> oh! 
Wait. Oh my god, yeah. Now, now you can't unsee it, can you? <laughs> I Kevin Arnold. I can't unsee Kevin Arnold. <laughs> Whatever. So wait, are you saying are you saying you want to play Luigi's Mansion as Fred Savage or Macaulay yes. Culkin? Both. I feel like Macaulay Culkin mm. would be Luigi and Fred Savage would be Mario. Oh my god. Okay. This is my dream cat. I feel like though in the in the big scheme of child actors, it's kind of the other way around. I feel like Fred Savage is the Luigi and Macaulay Culkin's the Mario, but Well, yes, but Yeah. As far as like statue Yes, I suppose so. Where does Marilyn Manson fit in all this? Um, he does not exist anymore. Wherever he wants. He's, he's a bad person. He's, uh, you know, he's uh, Waluigi. I'm talking about the nerdy kid from the Wonder Years that's not that's actually not him. Manson. Yeah, I know. And he did not room a rib to suck his own dick either. No. No, he did not. But Waluigi did. We know that. Yeah, I was going to say, are we um, talking about Waluigi? Uh, because he totally did that. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Waluigi, that's his whole point. Happens in his uh, first game. Uh, <laughs> wow, Waluigi is tennis. I moved the ribs like a suck my own dick. Wow, super Waluigi. <laughs> I like to think auto fellatio adventures. War Wario removed a rib to suck his own dick, and it was like the Adam and Eve thing. It created <laughs> Waluigi. Yeah, <laughs> Waluigi is the removed yes. rib. Oh, oh my god, Wario is like Ron Jeremy. He could suck his own dick, but he got fat and his guts in the way. So. Yeah, that adds up. I've been and, there. You know, Ron Jeremy also canceled. That guy's going to prison. Um, so let's see. Nobody, uh, nobody, everybody lost points on that one uh, for the Kevin Arnold blunder. So that gives Johnny control of the board. Yeah, console launches two hundred. Console launch games two hundred. The developers of this game said have said they hated the subtitle that was added to the game by the publisher. I was gonna say, let's see some boom headshots, Johnny. What did, what happened here? I drew a penis. Okay, uh, sadly incorrect, David. Uh, what is Halo Combat Evolved? And Jesse. What is Halo Combat Evolved? Both correct, Johnny. Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Halo Combat Evolved. Apparently, a subtitle that uh, the developers absolutely hated. You know, they they like a they like a mononym. They like a single word. And Xbox, you know, Microsoft, they're like, hey, what if we, uh, what if we make it really clear it's a shooty game? We're gonna have to put that on there. And then they dropped it for every subsequent game in the series. People forget this was called Combat Evolved. It's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I definitely remember I looking up recently, like when I was 
putting together soundtracks for the radio, and I was like, Halo Combat Evolved, like, what game of the series is this? The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Is this, like, five? What the hell? Yeah, what spinoff? Is that ODST? (laughs) No. It's not. Oh, that's the first one. Huh? (laughs) I thought that was called Merely Halo. And... You know, that's that's why it goes in under M instead of H. I was gonna say I would love if they released like a prequel that was called Merely Halo. I I Oops, don't understand why more companies don't do that. Marathon, David. <laughs> that's a prequel to Halo. Marathon, aka okay, Merely Halo. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's a fun prequel name. You know, instead of you know something zero, call it Merely Metroid or you know, like. Merely know, Pathways just, yeah. in the Darkness. Sure. <laughs> That's a prequel to Marathon. God damn it. <laughs> it keeps happening. Oh, God. Good Lord. Uh, great job, Jesse and David. Um, you both got it right. Um, but somehow, Jesse has stolen control of the board. Uh, Jesse, where are we going? Console launch games for 400 For 400 the narrator for this game and its sequel who went uncredited for 18 years, has been identified as Brian Matt Uhl by a YouTuber named Nick Robinson. Don't let it break again. That was We're weird. so close. I was going to say, it's like, was that me yeah. or was that somebody else? I don't know what that was, but we seem to be fine now. We got one song to get through, guys. Let's finish this. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny, yet again, through that fucking penis. David, uh, what uh, you what got? What is Super Monkey Ball? And Jesse? What is Super Monkey Ball? Both correct. Oh my goodness, they're dueling. We're dueling all the way to the final question. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know much about Super Monkey Ball, but I found that trivia fascinating. Like, there was no credit narrator for this game, but uh, he's just uh, some guy that somebody finally hunted down. Like, how do you hunt down an uncredited person from a game from 20 fucking years ago? I don't understand. Well, apparently, but, like, he's a, a big actor, like, in Japan, so maybe they were able to, like, match mm. his voice up. That's funny. Yeah, so that makes it even you know even more fun. Like, imagine this guy, you know, Brian Matt Uhl, watching Japanese television and be like, you know, that guy sounds like the Super Monkey Ball guy. I should stalk him and find out if he is. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know how the guy does his research, but 
I'm intrigued nonetheless. Super Monkey Ball, great series. Recently had another, uh, you know, a re-release. I keep yeah. meaning to pick uh, it up. Man, I'm tempted to pick it up, but I, I also remembered, like, I, I'm, I have a fondness for many things in the Super Monkey Ball series, but I don't think the gameplay is one of them, so, you know, we'll see. I, you know, David, pick it up physical, and then when you don't like it, mail it to me, and I'll play it. That, uh, that's my policy now. Okay. We gotta start a game share thing. Let's, uh, let's do our little game, uh, game swap. Um, so, uh, David, by, uh, agreeing to mail me all your games... <laughs> you have uh, control of the board, so where are we going for this final uh, final question here? You know, David? um, let's do console launch games for five hundred. David, that's a fantastic suggestion. Console launch games five hundred. The answer there. This game features five unlockable bonus levels, two of which let the player pilot the series' signature vehicle, while two others let the player control the series' main villain. Alright guys, last chance, besides Final Jeopardy, let's see it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Shit. Johnny! Around time, but I, I meant to write bro, uh, Rogue Squadron, Rogue Leader. <laughs> Johnny writes RSRL, <laughs> Jesse and David both say Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader. Everybody is correct. Wow. What a, uh, wow. What a final clue. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that David and Jesse both played the hell out of some Rogue Squadron 2 Rogue Leader on GameCube, right? Yeah, this game fucking ruled. You know, funnily enough, yep. I played the hell out of Rogue Squadron. I don't think I've ever played Rogue Squadron 2. Really? It was oh, GameCube true. launch game, David. What are you doing not playing? Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> Wish I did know. Jesse, you're going to have to tell everybody what you think about that one. Yeah, this... I uh, spent money that I was supposed to use to buy uh, books with for with college to buy a GameCube and this game. And uh, 
I think I made the right choice. You did. Yeah, yeah I did. think you did. Came out way ahead, man. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, yeah, uh, you know. I, I didn't own Rogue Squadron 2. I convinced my uh, my neighbor to buy it. He bought the you know PlayStation 2 and the GameCube before I did. That's my weird secret. You know, Dane Hutchins bought both those systems before I ever got a chance to. And I convinced him to you know buy this. That motherfucker didn't like Star Wars. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he lived next door. I came over every weekend and played the shit out of this. This was a good game, man. Like, you know, I, I like that uh, that agreement back in the day between Nintendo and Factor 5 and Lucas, whoever was in charge of this. Like, they should have kept that partnership going. Can you imagine if Nintendo somehow secured, like, Star Wars exclusivity back in the day? God. Would have blown some minds. Crazy. But, yeah, I liked it because it was also, like, two, two sides of the thing. Like, Xbox eventually got, like, KOTOR, GameCube had Rogue Leader. Um, yeah, I like the star fighting. Other people could have the timeless RPG yeah, I like this uh, just basic starfighting type shit. It was good stuff. It was like uh, another Shadows of the Empire. It was all about it. You say, um, you say basic, but like Factor Five was pushing the GameCube to its limits. Yeah. From the, oh, out I'm the sure. Gate. This game was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm just saying it basic in terms of like scenarios. Mm. <laughs> like play the fa- play your favorite parts of the movies on a GameCube. Uh, you know, when I say basic, that's what I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, you know. Johnny, if you want to tell everybody about how Factor 5 is pushing the GameCube for a second while I queue up the final Jeopardy question, Ooh. Uh, please do so. So yeah, Factor 5 famously, um, on the 64 and the GameCube, got, I don't know, some kind of crazy access to... I don't know if they had access to documentation nobody else did, or if they just figured it out on their own, or ha- like what? But they were tapping into all kinds of crazy undocumented features that like nobody else really knew about. Um, they single-handedly... like fucked up GameCube emulation for years because their games are the hardest to emulate because they took advantage of all these crazy weird bugs that the hardware had. Like, they really just went, went bananas. Um, and, uh, yeah. that That's really about it, was that um, they, they made games that would, like, take every possible advantage of the hardware, including advantages that, like, you weren't supposed to really do. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Good on them as a developer. You know, they did some good shit. Uh, Rogue Games, I think they did uh, Battle for Naboo. Yep. All kinds of fun shit. So, you know, uh, Factor 5, man. Whatever happened to them? They should have, uh, they should be a famous, more famous developer now. Not one that we talk about with such a, like a hushed, like, oh, whatever happened to those guys kind of reverence. But anyway, it's time, guys, for final GTT pretty. <laughs> um, name not final. And here's how it's going to work. You guys all have to, uh, Place your wagers. Place your wagers, I guess, I don't know, off in the corner of your writing tablets. Uh, and then you're going to have to answer the final GTT pretty question. So uh, go ahead and you know, make your wagers now. Well, don't you tell us the category first? No, not in this game, man. This isn't Jeopardy. This is Game That Tune. <laughs> I told you early on in this episode, the final Jeopardy co- question was going to be Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you've got your wagers ready. I have right. mine. Okay, guys. Final GTT pretty. Name the connecting strand between all 25 games featured on tonight's show.
We start with our leader, Jesse. You're in the lead with 3,600 points. Tell us your answer, and then we'll talk about your wager. Um, I wagered 1,000, and I said, games from episodes we had guests on the show? Oh, that's a very good guess. Sadly, Jesse, not correct. David, you're next So, up. my answer is... What is there all available on GTT Radio found at twitch.tv slash GTT Radio? Oh, David, that is an excellent guess. Sadly, not yet correct. As of this recording, not all of these games are featured on Game That Tune Radio. So what's your wager? Um, I wagered 3,300 points. Oh my goodness. <laughs> David <laughs> dropping down to 100 points. Which brings us, of course, to John Regan. Johnny... You have 1,800 points. Yep. You need eight 800 to tie Jesse. Anything over 800 surpasses Jesse. Okay. Uh, what, is your, uh, what is your answer here for Final my, Jeopardy? You want my answer or the wager first? Answer? Name. Uh, I would like your answer first. Okay. Name the connecting strand between all 25 games featured on tonight's show. I wrote GTT Gems for November. And Johnny, what was your wager? Uh, 1,800 points. I bet it all. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I only Johnny is of <laughs> Johnny is of course correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? The answer was <laughs> That's right. All of these games were released in November, either 30, 20, or 10 years ago, guys. I this was the Game That Tune for Game That Tune Gems for November. I don't know, call it call it a preview show. Uh, or we could just release this as the Gems episode for November. <laughs> I caught on when we talked about Skyrim, uh, it's 10th anniversary in November. I was like, wait a minute. And so then mm -hmm. I went to our spreadsheet where we play in for GT Gems, and I saw a lot of new highlights and realized what was going on. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I mean, to be fair, that's some bullshit to be right fair. there. John said that the final <laughs> thing was going to be bullshit, and what is Johnny yeah. if not successful when there's bullshit? He got me, guys. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Jesus. Using all the resources available to you, Johnny. I guess, I don't know, play the uh, This Game's Winner is for yourself. Um. Oh, God, I was not ready for that. Okay. You got a soundboard, right? Yeah, no, I've not played this in a while. This Game's Winner is... John Regan. <laughs> <laughs> well done, man. What a show. Um, great, uh, man, great job. Yeah, uh, fantastic win. What a, uh, yeah, that's how Final Jeopardy goes sometimes, baby. Yeah, you, uh, sometimes it's just everything's, uh, everything's on your side. Sometimes I forget that I shouldn't highlight all the things I'm choosing for the episode. I, you know, well, you know, yeah, good job. I guess I, uh, I was hoping that you guys were going to pick up on the, the theme since all the console launch games were from the Xbox and GameCube. Uh, there were all those weird Final Fantasy games that were all released in the same month in 1991. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there were a few clues dropped here and there that maybe this was a, a GTT Gems thing. Uh, the November episode Gems is going to be really fucking stacked, guys. I just want you to let you, let you know. we got the best-selling game of all time and all that other shit you heard. So um, it's going to be a great month. And Johnny, you're the champion this, uh, this episode, so congratulations. Uh, you will not be invited to a tournament of champions, however, um, because I don't see this game that Toon Jeopardy format continuing forward. But as a consolation prize, you get the uh, the home version of Game That Toon, 
and you get a college scholarship, and you get to pick the theme for the next episode of Game Night Tim. Okay, so next week I would like to do a free play because I I don't have a theme at all. I was expecting <laughs> one, so free play it is. And uh, let me see if I have a free play jingle ready to roll. I probably don't. But... Oh, for the love of crumb cake, you know you gotta have a fucking free play jingle ready when you say that. <laughs> Game that too. them all of them not just the men the women and children too john you really gotta pay attention i mean i know i mostly spout off bullshit but sometimes i have legitimate points dinosaurs with titties dot <laughs> <laughs> com there's a dinosaur you're in the past he's in the future who gives a fuck there's a dinosaur just enjoy this goddamn game fuck you ultra 64 hot take a dinosaur Oof. is far more interesting than a skeleton that's not a hot take. I'm not playing this out for that. <laughs> hey. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, God. That burning ape piss. That is some serious business. Johnny, buy ticket seriously with titties.com. Do you think when Michael Richards comes, he leaves the room and then bursts in the door? Oh, God, I hope so. Call me the ass man. <laughs> Come on, miss. Let's you and me fuck up the uh, evolutionary tree. He's got a big fucking dick. <laughs> He's a dinosaur. How absurd. Um, yeah, fantastic, John. I expect no less from you. <laughs> fantastic free play for next episode. Uh, you know, we could have gone, we could have just skipped this whole episode and just said that this was going to be a free play. <laughs> but no, doing an elaborate Jeopardy thing was... Oh, it was definitely the right way to go. So, um, congratulations, Johnny. Thank you, Jesse and David, both for playing. And, uh, you know, uh, thank you, everybody, for watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We're in your podcast devices on Tuesday mornings. Hit us up, GameThatTune.com, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you for checking out Patreon.com slash GameThatTune. If you like patreon.com slash game that tune, seriously guys, you, you guys are gonna want to check this out because you know we talk about GTT gyms a lot. This episode had 25 games, all of which may be featured on the next episode GTT gyms, and I didn't even include everything that I could have. I probably could have made a sixth category, a potpourri, as it were, to you know up this to 30 games. Cause you know, these game these episodes that we do about game releases from 30, 20, and 10 years ago, they're loaded with music, they're entirely too long, but they're a lot of fun. Uh, and we also do other stuff. So Jesse just put out his Xbox mixtape. That's where we put our movie commentaries. We got all kinds of fun stuff going on at uh, patreon.com slash game that tune. And you help us keep the lights on at our 24-7 music live stream, twitch.tv slash GTT radio. So we appreciate everybody going to patreon.com slash game that tune checking us out. Special shout out to our absurd fans, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Morg, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, and Unsaddled Zebra, a fantastic group of patrons that we've got over there at Patreon. Uh, there, it's a uh, game that's in Jeopardy, so I don't need to go through the usual request thing. Everybody knows how to make a request. Um, 
And yeah, yeah, sorry, it's a, it's a Game Neptune Jeopardy thing. I should be more prepared to end the show like this. So, uh, you know, I've been your host, John Harrington. You can find me on Twitter at jgangsta187, and I occasionally also tweet things from the uh, Game Neptune account. Uh, I wanted to say uh, thank you for playing. Congratulations on third place to David. You can find David on Twitter. Uh, DFD Fleming. Yep, and Jesse, a hard-fought game. Congratulations to you, second place, $5,000, and uh, <laughs> the honor of naming your Twitter handle on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And John Regan, this week's winner. Um, you know, Mr. Free Play, Mr. Fucking, you know, Game That Tune Jeopardy, the Game That Tune Jeopardy champ, the Ken Jennings of Game That Tune. Uh, you can find John Regan on Twitter. <laughs> Jay Ginks of what it's, I mean, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jay really? Regan, JR. Did you just give out John's? Oh, man. <laughs> Sometimes okay, it's wild to you're a real person. <laughs> There's so much to unpack. It's like one day I'll be the real John. When have you ever said my Twitter handle out loud? Never. When have you ever said the word gangsta out loud? Never. What just happened? Wow. The show's still broken, guys. What are we doing? Yep, no, I'm sorry. There's no free play next week, guys. Yeah. More Jeopardy. The show got broken again. We'll be back with Tic Tac Toe. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> All right, Johnny. So, anyway, yeah, you got bonus tunes. Uh, so, you got my bonus tunes. Uh, the free play jingle had a lot of references to dinosaurs in it. Uh, I picked Super Mario World, not the game, but the album with original smooth jazz arrangements by uh, Soichi Noriki, performed by the Mario Club Band. This is Mario Stay Alert, which is a mashup of the underground theme, ghost house, and the castle theme from Super Mario World. Nice. Alright, thank you, Johnny Gilbert. Good night, everybody.